Listeners, do you like Sam Raimi as much as we do? From Evil Dead to Spider-Man to For the Love of the Game, Sam Raimi is one of (laughs) cinema's greatest directors. Um, Maybe not the love of the game. It's not his fault. Uh, You know, Kevin Costner had final cut on that, so it's it's a little shaggy because Costner wouldn't let them cut anything. But regardless, uh, to celebrate your love of our good friend Raimi, head on over to superyaki.com and check out their Raimi collection. They've got directed by Sam Raimi shirts and sweatshirts and hats. They've got thank you, Sam Raimi hats. I'm a fan of the Raimi cam. That is a sticker I have on my car. (laughs) Stickers. They've got patches. They've got t-shirts. They've got shirts for your babies that say R is for Raimi. Aww. They've got Darkman Japanese chibi cute shirts and stickers. It's adorable. They've got a pin of uh, old Sam's face. I have that on my camera bag. And they've got a home sweet home of the Evil Dead Cabin uh, print and t-shirt. Yay. And also a catch-all tray. Uh, but yeah, superyaki.com, they have more than just Sam Raimi, but you know, we here at Monsters Never Die are big Raimi fans, but you should head over and check out their other collections. They've got pretty much the best high quality merchandise, uh, for any movie lover. And it just keeps getting better and better. And Matt, uh, if folks want to head over to superyaki.com and pick themselves up a Sam Raimi pin, uh, what, what should they do in order to get a little bit of a discount there? Well, at checkout, use the code SUPERMONSTER. You get 10% off your order. Beautiful. Super Yaki, let's make more movies. Let's watch let's more watch movies. Let's watch more movies. Oh, <laughs> well, no. You know what? Fuck that. S- get that Sam Raimi energy in you. Super Yaki, let's make more movies. I just think they're neat. Good evening, and welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast, where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... That's me, the evil force from The Evil Dead, also known as Jacob DeNoble. That's right, behind the camera, it's always been me. When the characters turn around, I'm who they see. So scary. Uh, Boom. So Uh, so obviously tonight, we are going to be discussing The Evil Dead. Uh, I am so excited we get to talk this series. It is so much fun. It is, like I like to say, a hoot and a holler. And we're going to get... Get into some Sam Raimi goodness, some Bruce Campbell goodness, uh, lots of gore galore, and a little book that you shouldn't read. Gagore. Gagore. Jacob, what is your... Let's let's get into it. What is your experience uh, with this series? 
So Evil Dead is really my entry point into being a horror fan. Nice. Um, which what a what an entry point. Hell yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like how Dead Alive was one of the first zombie movies I ever saw. So every <laughs> time I saw a zombie movie, I was like. This isn't as bloody as Dead Alive. It's not as good. I can't wait to cover that one day. Yeah, kind of ruined it for me a little bit, but uh, I finally reached a point where I don't judge everything based on solely how much there's blood there is. <laughs> um, but yeah, my sister had gotten back from being a camp counselor, oh. and she said, hey, this guy brought this movie army of darkness <laughs> just started describing it to me it sounded hilarious she was like it's so funny it's so weird it's so great and i was like all right i gotta see this thing and at the time netflix disc service was new this is 2003 oh wow okay. um we and we had we had subscribed when we bought our dvd player and um i i went to go get army of darkness and when i clicked it it was like the third of the evil dead trilogy and i was like well that's confusing but sure (laughs) i i I went back and i i got the first one and loved it got the second one later that week saw army of darkness the very next week and uh i've just been a raimi head and a horror fan pretty much ever since Um, as well you should be pretty much ever since the moment he replaced his hand with the chainsaw i think that was really <laughs> when i got one over to both this franchise and horror movies in general how about you matt what is your evil dead well experience? i first found out about this series when i was a little kid uh i remember when army of darkness came out there were full page ads on the back of of marvel comic uh issues Mm. And it was just that iconic poster of, you know, Ash with the girl at his side, uh, out of gas, you know, that whole, mm-hmm. that iconic poster. And for whatever reason, I didn't see the movie. I didn't see them any of these movies until high school, at least. And I, st- I still remember renting the first Evil Dead on VHS and thinking it was like this awesome gross thing that I had to show to all of my friends yep, uh, who also had never seen it and I know they say your first is your favorite uh, the first one still is my favorite in the series uh, I think it's just a monumental achievement for not just independent filmmaking but horror as, in, as a whole uh, and we'll get into that in a minute but it also led into me Realize, uh, realizing how much I love Sam Raimi and how much he loves his trick shots. That's how movies should be made, and I thank Sam Raimi for it. Do you want to just jump into this first one while we're here? Uh, we'll, real Before we jump into the first one, let's real quick talk about Within the Woods. Oh, yes. Which was a... Uh, it's it's basically like a little appetizer for the Evil Dead. I like uh, to call it Preval Dead. Yeah, it's a pre-evil dead. It's a, it's um <laughs> it's basically a proof of concept for what the evil dead would eventually be. It's a uh, half an hour long. It's Bruce Campbell uh bas- basically being, you know, destroyed by deadites and yeah, in, he, in the woods. It's and it's then a, they expanded upon that. <laughs> it's a little bit of a reversal of the evil dead in that Ellen Sandweiss is a kind of our lead and mm. Bruce is the ghoul trying to get, to yeah. get her. Um, it's, yeah, like you said, it's a half hour long. It's on YouTube. Um, that's how I watched it a couple years ago. Yeah. Very bad quality because it's clearly someone's VHS copy of the eight millimeter film from, you know, that they bought 79 that they probably got it like a horror convention or something. 
But um, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Bruce Campbell is fun and charming in it, and he talks about hot eating hot dogs on Indian burial ground, as one does. They, I think, they kind of wisely edged away from they in went the away actual from that. Evil Day. Yeah, um, it's fun to watch this and think of Evil Dead like them ra- in terms of them raising money for the Evil mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, because there it's. It's got some moments, but it, you do not see, I don't think, the... You watch Evil Dead and you think, this... Hot damn. <laughs> this 20-year-old kid filming this is a genius who lives and breathes film. Everything yes. about him is film. This looks much more amateur, much more, this is kids putting on a little horror movie. Yeah, this is kids having fun in the woods. And, like, if I am a Michigan dentist who are this is the group of people they went and asked for money for... I don't know if I'd be like, oh yeah, you definitely have the juice to make a good driving picture if I saw this. But, by God, they did. Which leads us to 1981's The Evil Dead. Uh, Which is, according to Stephen King at the time, the most ferociously original horror film of the year. And uh, what a quote to have on your poster. From, I mean, you know, God, you honestly, get Stephen King an... to endorse your movie during like Stephen King's like really big prime, like his heyday. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna get butts in seats, and it did. This movie, it played midnight shows, obviously, but like this movie's great, Jacob. Yeah, it's it's really is one of the most impressive feature debuts I've ever seen. It's one hundred percent. Like this, it's so inspirational. The fact that they were so young. Yeah, like, and it's not, and, and I said this on Letterboxd once, but, like, it's inspirational as if, as in, like, wow, I really think I can do this. Like, I want to do this. Not inspirational as, you know, let's all hang out at the murder cabin. <laughs> like, it's it's more of a good inspirational. Yeah. Uh, but, like... Sam Raimi was 20 years old when he filmed this. Good lord. He was he was a college dropout. Yep. He and his friends raised $500,000. Insane. Uh, which Insane. Is, you know, a lot of money for a, you know, for a very <laughs> for a 20-year-old to yeah. to raise in Michigan in 19 yeah, 79 or when they started kind of getting money. Madness. But like it Every single penny is on the screen. And yes, as well it should be. Like you said, you watch this and you just go, this is someone who was born to make movies. Yes, he should there is, be making movies. There is not a single shot in this movie that is, okay, well, we just need this shot of, a, of this thing happening, so let's just put the camera down and get it. Yeah. Every single moment, every instant, the camera is doing something interesting. Yes. And the framing is just perfect. This is the perfect movie. Uh, I agree. It's it's my favorite of the series. Same. Um, it's, I think the grunginess helps it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I love, think- I love that. I love the effects in this. I love, I love the, I call them homemade effects. I don't know how Tom Sullivan, who did the makeup effects in this, amazing. I don't know how his career didn't explode. It should have. He should have had. He should have had like you know Tom Savini, uh, Rob Bottin levels. 
to make this quality of effect on that budget in those mm-hmm. circumstances, <clears throat> just in some fucking cabin in the middle of Tennessee, like his career should have blown up. I so love impressive. Cottage cheesy, all of their skits. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. It's, it's just, interesting. It's, just, it's it's you can tell it's low budget, but it also adds to like the gross factor. I like I all was, like the guts in this movie look like puke. Yeah, I was watching the special features, and they had an interview with uh, Greg Nicotero of K and BFX, who yeah, did yeah. Evil Dead Two, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, you know, watching this, the how talking about how crude the makeup effects in the first one are, and he's like, and you know, because I knew how to do things, I you know, I saw all the scene, and I'm like, I look at the first one, and I think the makeup effects, I think because they aren't the standard." that would become developed in the 80s you know this they're is more, not they're, how they're other people were doing it yeah it makes it more disturbing it again yeah. it, they have that brittle look to them Ugh. that like you feel like you could just flake cheryl's skin off and, like <laughs> raw blood would be exposed it's yeah Ugh. and sometimes it is yeah, it's it's very frequently, and sometimes it is. Uh, this movie, uh, I mean, everyone knows the basic story. A uh, bunch of uh, friends go out to a cabin in the middle of the woods, and they find a book that they shouldn't be reading, and they decide to look at the book and play some tape recordings, and it awakens, I guess, an ancient evil that is just out for blood and very nebulous. The way they infect you, I mean. It's basically like if you get scratched or like even touched, you you get infected. I'm guessing. I, like, I mean, I don't. I honestly, what I love about the Evil Dead is that it doesn't really. There are there are no rules. There it's, aren't. Like, there's no there's there's no rules, and there's think, one rule. And, and the one rule is the only way to kill them is through quote total body dismemberment. dismemberment. So basically, is, just yeah. You uh, know you're watching a fucking good movie. Yeah, and like there really there's no winning against the deadites. Yeah, like like that's that's what I love about this force. It, there's no winning. Like, you, you're you're screwed yeah. unless unless you can go to outer space and get far far away. It's no, you're done, buddy. Sorry, Ashley. Uh... Can we talk about Bruce Campbell? I can't believe we haven't discussed him yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is there to say? Yeah, he's great. If, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that Bruce Campbell's great. Like, yes, and like, I mean, he's he is one of my favorite, like, not just actors but performers. I mean, the level of physical performance he gives in each of these movies. Uh, we'll talk about Evil Dead 2, and I have some something to say about that in a little bit. Mm. But holy crap, he's so great. He and he sells it. He's he's the perfect final boy, Jacob. He is. And what, what's actually interesting and what about a mo- this, though. And what a movie, what a, what a flipping the script to have a final boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Finally, fun. men have their chance, their day in the sun. They have their chance to die last. <laughs> but... I think one of the interesting things about this movie is that, like, I don't think you go into it, un- I mean, obviously now you watch it and your your eye goes to ash, but obviously, I think yeah. for an audience in 1980, I guess, three, when it came out in America, yeah, it, if you're sitting down watching this, I don't think you latch on to Ash as the main right character. Away, no, no. I don't think you think, oh, this is the guy who's going to survive it as he's, like, trapped under a bookcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just... 
it's just almost happenstance that he's who you're left with. And I think that that really, that energy makes the movie more shocking and surprising because you genuinely don't know what order anybody is going in. Exactly. No, you have no clue. Honestly, I think in a more conventional film, Cheryl would be the final girl. Oh, without a doubt. You have two couples who are dating. Like, she's the, you know, virginal whatever because she doesn't have a boyfriend there. And instead, she's the first one to become a ghoul and then Mm -hmm. the last ghoul that you fight. Yeah. Oh, God. Her makeup is so... The imagery of her locked in the cellar. That cellar alone... Yeah, iconic. It's perfect. It's so well shot and so well done, and it really does make for a great final battle towards the end. I love, I love this movie, man. Me too. I. It's. What else is there to say? I love the whole cast. I think Ellen Sandweiss is really great. I wish she had a bigger career after this. Yeah. Um. I mean, really, the only one who blew up from this is Bruce Campbell. Is Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cheryl, uh, she goes back with Sam and Bruce, not quite to the extent she wasn't part of the like filmmaking group of them in high school, but yeah. when they needed a girl, she was usually the girl they would go with. <laughs> um, the rest of the cast are just Detroit actors that they hired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I think there's another element of this is that this movie is structured so unlike most horror movies in that it is inciting incident and then just nightmares for an hour (laughs) and that's another reason i like it it doesn't feel like any other horror film of the day yeah like there's no masked killer or anything like that it's just these kids they're screwed let's have fun with that and the deadites are so interesting in that they're not zombies no no a lot of people say they're zombies like they and are not. possessed, no. and in their possession, they are less interested in killing you and more interested in just tormenting you. Yes. And that torment can make take all these different shapes. It's psychological torment. Mm-hmm. It's a physical. It's, you know, they're transforming back into their pre-possessed selves just, just trick to you. twist the knife a little, too. Just to trick you a little. And... They're, you know, jabbing pencils in people's oh, ankles. That's, that scene is like, it gets me every time, Jacob. Every every time I'm just like, ooh. And for you listeners who are physical media collectors, I want to tell you. So this movie was shot on 16 millimeter, and mm-hmm. I thought, I don't need the 4K of The Evil Dead. I've bought The Evil Dead minimum four times in my life. But then in preparation for the show, I was like, all right, you know what would give me a good excuse to rewatch these movies I've watched a billion times? Is if I get the 4Ks and I get to enjoy mm-hmm. them. This movie looks... It's like I've never seen it before. Exactly. It, By it the 4K so of the Evil... Like, Evil Dead 2 is a great transfer. Army of Darkness looks better than it probably ever has. The Evil Dead was wh- where I'm like, I want to pause every frame yeah. of this movie and just look what? at it. A restoration, Jacob. Like, oh my goodness. They really did knock it out of the park. I mean, you throw on this no-budget movie and you're like, oh, they gave this Dolby Vision. What? What? Stop. What are you doing? And it works and it looks so good. And and people say that, you know, like, oh, movies like 
that are shot on 16, like, there's no way that'll look good on 4K. You're wrong. Yeah. It looks great. It, I, it looks phenomenal. Ugh. And, oh, God. We, we and have that, to and that, talk. And that oh, blood just, say? like, the blood just the, pops. The blood pops, it runs down the screen. Ugh. The sound design in this movie is also astounding, amazing. Uh, yeah. The you know the voices of the deadites is again something unlike what you've heard before. Yeah. Um, that one of my favorite moments is just a it's a it's such a Sam Raimi moment. The camera is like on the ceiling and it's gliding over and it's passing over these ceiling beams, and as it does the ceiling beams get their own sound effect. Yep. For no reason other than they're passing through the frame. Yes. And I love that so much. It's such a great moment. The way movies should be made, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The the camera is literally a character in these. (laughs) Yes. Very much so. Uh, And again, you know, to do all of this with no training, no budget, you know, Sam mm-hmm. Raimi, it's not like he went to film school and had studied. It's just, no. he, Instinct. he made so many movies in high school. He just, learned yeah. what worked. He paid attention. And it's just, just pure instinct. Yeah. He, I think he is one of our great American filmmakers. And I would agree with you 100%. To this day, like no one, no one knows a camera the way Sam Raimi does. Oh, I'm a fan of the Raimi cam, as I, they say. Um, you know what's another great one? I, I, uh, we joked about how this was just going to become the Chris Farley show, where we just go, remember that? That was cool. cool. That was but cool. The introduction to the cabin is great. one of the most evil cabins. Like, Ooh. you go down, they drive through that long driveway. Which apparently was the actual drive to the cabin. <laughs> there's a great moment where one of the tree branches hit the camera because, again, this movie is totally fine with you knowing there's a camera. Yeah, and then it's they, a movie. They, <laughs> they pull up and you just hear the rhythmic thumping mm-hmm. of the porch swing crashing yeah. into the door. It's great. S- and Scotty gets out and his hand goes to touch the the front door, and it just stops. Mm-hmm. That's such a good moment. It's so eerie. It builds. It builds the tension. Yeah. I... You know, one of the things I love about this movie is that... It's kind of implied... Everything? (laughs) There's a little bit of an implication. I don't know if they mean this or not. That it them reading the book did not awaken the spirits. That the spirits are already here. Because the movie opens with the spirit, like, watching them driving in. Yes, yeah. But, like, it maybe just, like, caught its attention when they read yeah. from the book. They're like, oh, they're reading those words. Well, I, I guess I'll do my thing. But, and I just, I love that the Deadites are not the only thing in the movie. There's so much just surreal, random mm-hmm. horror. There's the great Three Stooges <laughs> reference in the basement yeah. where everything fills with blood. Uh, I am a sucker for a light bulb filling with blood, Jacob. That music is so good. I'm a sucker for that. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, does that happen a lot? I've seen it in quite a few movies, actually. Hmm. Quite a few Evil Dead movies as well. Well, that is definitely true. Yeah. I'm just such a sucker for that visual. It's like, oh, that's cool, man. 
but like the the bridge tearing itself up, the clock yes. just stopping, like everything about this movie is creepy and scary. And I mean, I just watched it, but I already want to watch it again. That is exactly how I feel. I I watched it twice for this show, once just on pure, and then once with the commentary, and now I'm just like. I want to watch this again. I want to watch Evil Dead again, man. I want to watch a lot of Raimi right now. Uh, uh, speaking of a lot of Raimi, <laughs> uh, 1987's Evil Dead 2, known by some as Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Uh, this movie is where I will talk a little more about Bruce Campbell. Uh, in my opinion, the greatest physical performance of all time is yeah. Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead 2. It's this, great. I this can't. movie is awesome. It, it it carries on with the rest of like every other '80s movie where like they recap the the last one. Uh, they recap that for the first twenty minutes, and then they just go to town. And basically, this entire movie is just Sam Raimi beating the crap out of one of his friends, <laughs> and it is the most amazing thing. I mean, the house starts laughing. It it's oh. it's it. This is a bonkers bonkers movie uh probably the most fun horror movie ever made yeah like like you don't get less fun than this like like you don't get more fun than this like it's just this is it and you will never top it no one no one will ever top it it's just so much fun it's looney tunes jacob (laughs) it is this movie has been my go-to i'm having a party and i need something on. on in the that is muted yeah, that people can look up and enjoy, and yeah. because of Raimi's direction, because it's so much of it is a one man show. This movie plays perfectly as a silent movie. Like, it does. You don't really miss does. a single thing. No, without dialogue in this film, no. it is just pure fun, high yeah. octane fun from start to finish. Uh, so much blood, so many cool monsters. Uh, that final boss is great. Uh, I just, I love, 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 love this movie. I love this new side characters that we get. I, I love, uh, what's his name and, and Baba Joe or whatever the fuck. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the two hicks. Like, I love them. They're, they're fun. They are uh, so good. The, the daughter of the researchers shows up. She's great in this. Uh, we get more with the books, uh, the book of the dead. I, God damn it, Jacob, this movie, it's, it's, it's a beaut. It's, yeah. it's lovely. This movie is, I think, also perfect. I like it slightly less than the first one, just Same. because the first half of this movie, I think, is where all of my favorite scenes are. Okay. Which I think is hard for a movie. Like, yeah. There's uh, so much good stuff in this movie, but every time, everything I'm like, ooh, this is what I want to see. It usually the, happens in the first half. And then yeah. the second half is great, but I'm like, no longer waiting for it. Yeah. Like, but... I, that's the minorest, the smallest, tiniest complaint about a movie that is perfect. It's it is. It's a perfect movie. And Ted Raimi puts in what I think is one of the underrated horror movie monster performances as oh, Henrietta. So much fun as Henrietta, where they I, when they find like the wife of the researcher in the basement, but she's like deadite now. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I, I think because stuff. there's an actress playing the you know Henrietta as a human, 
I feel like people just forget. I mean, I, I think they know it's Ted Raimi, but you don't think about that it's no, Ted you Raimi. No, you don't think about that. And, like, Ted Raimi, again, I think that is, like, Freddy Krueger-level performance. Yeah. And a, an iconic horror villain that I don't think gets the cred- credit it should. And I love when its head turns into a different head and then is all of a sudden voiced by Sam Raimi. Yes. <laughs> just God screaming about swallowing your soul. I'll swallow your soul. I, uh, th- this movie has the awesome visual of like the deer on the wall turning like when whenever when the entire house yep. starts laughing at Ash. Like even One of the, the best even, moments in horror movie history. Even the lamp is laughing at Ash. It's it's so funny. It's so good. And it's not one of those movies where like it's funny on accident. Uh, no. No, this is a horror film as envisioned from the mind of Chuck Jones. Uh, like, it's Looney Tunes. It's fun. This and is, y- it's bonkers and goofy and, like, hot damn. It's just a blast and a half. I love it so much. Uh, like you said, uh, it's a little under the original for me. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's awesome. You know what I think is great about this movie is that the horror, it's a horror comedy, which is, again, a very difficult genre to get right. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of horror comedies that the average person can watch and not get that it's supposed to be funny. Or they think that they're it's just bad, so they laugh at it. Yeah. You would have to be the biggest idiot on earth to not get that this movie is supposed to be funny. Oh yeah, you would. You, you like the comedy in this is so again clear and strong, and again it's Raimi's direction that is like, if you're not like you get it, you get that this is a horror comedy, and again yeah. I think. So often, regular audiences are uncomfortable with horror comedies and just don't get that they're supposed to laugh and that that's okay. Yeah. But this is the one that I think breaks that mold and says, everyone's going to get this. Yeah, they should. At least I would hope. Jesus. Uh, What I do want to say is, for years, uh, the ending took me by surprise. (laughs) The send back to Middle Ages? or Yes, because on this recent rewatch... I don't know how I missed this over the years. I I must be non-observant. Uh, this is the first time I noticed that, like, in the bi- book, in the pages, <laughs> there is a drawing of someone who looks like Ash in, yeah. the, in medieval times. Yeah, never noticed that before, Jacob. Did it, all these years was I like? coughing and like sneezing like blinking during that that shot i don't have an answer for you there my i don't either like blew my mind this time where i'm just like oh what what the hell is that is that new no it's not new it was there the whole time and i'm just an idiot yeah crazy my (laughs) (laughs) my my favorite gags in this are headless linda coming into the workshed with the chainsaw great the, shit. the puppeteering on that is so fucking yes. funny and then so when he fun. knocks the chainsaw back into it and it starts spraying the blood at him and that's when you have like you know the uh stop motion the the uh, the stop motion dance sequence beforehand which is really cool actually i saw that puppet recently on uh adam savage's uh youtube channel ah. and uh it's looking rough jacob I, it, most, uh, most of these things are i think he offered to like restore it <laughs> he's like can i restore that for you please <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> 
I will say when I first saw this movie, so I am I'm freshly fourteen. I did the thing that Bruce Campbell talks about people doing in the commentary, where I was like, "Ash is taking another woman here." Yeah, <laughs> I was so confused. And honestly, I was like not super into the movie until the eyeball scene. In which case, I was like, ah, "This is the greatest thing I've ever." Nah, seen. this is the greatest. Uh, I mean, ah. Uh, there's so much uh, again. I just want to talk about all the things I like. You have the and that final. Oh my god! When the, the, when his severed hand gives him the finger, so good. it is so funny. This movie's so funny. And ah, I you know what I love? I love that the hand comes back at the end of the movie. Yeah, and that's another and thing kills the the main woman. That's another thing about this movie. Not only is it one of the greatest horror films of all time. It's one of the best comedies ever made. Yeah. Like, it's like, the, it's every, it's the kitchen sink method where you just throw everything, every gag at the wall and see what sticks. And in Sam Raimi's case, it all sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like really, really good. And this is, you know, obviously when you get the iconic chainsaw hand in this movie. And it's just like the dumbest, most fun, grooviest thing in a horror movie. It's so funny. I'm... I'm so accustomed to it that I don't even like think of it as like a funny weird thing to do in this movie until yeah. I like stop and be like, "Wait, no. He replaces his hand with a chainsaw." Yes, it's awesome. But like and when I watch it I'm just like, "Yeah, of course. Ash has a chainsaw hand. This is when he gets the chainsaw hand." But I I'm like, "No, you have to remember that this is funny." <laughs> Another crazy thing about this movie is I saw this years after I had grown up playing Duke Nukem. Mm. So not realizing that Duke Nukem just lifted all of his one-liners from Bruce Campbell was a little mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Where Duke Nukem says groovy, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. He's, he's, saying a, he's saying a phrase. Look at him go. And then you see this, and you're like, oh. Oh, you just ripped him off. What a dick. <laughs> I, when I was first watching this on DVD, I had the world's worst television. Um, <laughs> it was refurbished in 1997. Oh boy! So it was like already past its life six years before I watched this. Oh no! And I, it was not until I bought the Blu-ray and watched it on an HD television that I saw the tree puppets at all. <laughs> Oh my god, those tree puppets are cool. I I just figured there was just a lot of boring black shots of the outdoors because nope. it Ladies, was so dark. I couldn't see anything. Listeners, the forest is actually alive and it is they are puppet trees. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Man. What a great movie. Evil it Dead is. 2. It's perfect. It's really fun. I love it. Um uh, Let's get to another fun one. It transitions right into, I think, my second favorite of the franchise, Army of Darkness, also the, known as Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness. Also the Medieval Dead. Also the Medieval Dead. Which is a such much a better title. I wish they had kept the Medieval Dead. But hey, it's fine. It's fine. It's fun. This movie is another Looney Tunes bonkers movie. And I'm, I'm a sucker for a period piece. I'm a sucker for medieval time stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Putting Ash in the medieval times. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. It's, and it's so good. I just It's so stupid. And it's so 
brilliant. I do not understand how anyone with money went, yeah, no, this is the right way. This is what we should do next. Universal bankrolled this for some (laughs) reason, and we're like, yeah, that'll be good. Sure, they just swindled it out of them. They really did, and like, this is another movie where Bruce Campbell gives one of the best physical performances of all time. Oh, Uh, God. He's so much fun in this. Uh, it's my least favorite of the original three, mm. uh, just because it does change the tone so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. I uh, it is. It is just such a far cry from the original, but I still love it. I still have a great time God. watching this movie. Matt, can you imagine being someone who just watched Evil Dead One? And then skip to Army of Darkness and never no. watched Evil. They're like, I heard Evil Dead Two is basically the same thing. I'll, let me just watch the third one. My just... brain would melt. <laughs> it would be this... leaking out of my ears, Jacob. Every... The first fifty minutes of this movie are nonstop good scenes. Like it's awesome. Every every time a new scene starts, I'm like, hell yeah, it's the scene. And then another one, so I'm like, hell yeah. It's, it's this. The See, it's like, yeah. So there's so much good stuff in here. It's <laughs> just so much fun. I mean, the scene where Bruce Campbell is in the, the windmill fighting little Bruce's is, is pure physical comedy. It's so funny. It's, it's so good. It's, this is up there with like Chaplin physical comedy. Uh, He's such a weird guy. He has such a funny sense of humor. He is such a goofball. I (laughs) love Sam Raimi for this movie. Like, he's just... He had just made Darkman, which is another fun, bonkers movie. And, like... And then he does this. and, and, And then he makes... After this, he made a Western, which I think may be in the running for the best Sam Raimi movie. Like... This movie is just... This is Sam Raimi. You, yeah. show, you show this to someone, you'd be like, what's this director all about? You put on Army of Darkness. Yeah. Like, and like you're going to get a little bit from each of his movies in this one. I, you know, I will always say, there, there is a contingent of horror fans who don't like this movie or see this movie as the least because it's not... Oh, it's not as violent as the other. They're like, oh, this is Sam Raimi's sellout movie. He was no, just trying to make not. a mainstream movie. And sure. Like, In what world is this is, mainstream? Like, there's just so much puppet goofiness. It's just such a fun Ray throwback. Harry Harrelson. I was just going to say. Skeleton action. Yes. Again, this is 1993. Like, this is not like this is what movies were like when this came out. Like, no, this, this came out, what, like, this is what movies next were to like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> this is what movies were like 40 years before it came out. Like, <laughs> it's, like Sam Raimi's a weird dude. A you know weird what I love? dude that I love. Bruce Campbell, no man has ever looked so cool and so stupid at the exact same time as Bruce Campbell in this movie. <laughs> Truly, truly. I, I love that they just decided, you know what? Ash is going to be an asshole in this. He's such a like, dick in this movie. He's had, I but mean, it's again, funny, but it works. He's had the worst day anyone has ever had because Twice. Evil Dead's one and two take place the same day. <laughs> and now this is just like, it's a continuation. Like, he hasn't slept. <laughs> no. Uh, 
I he's, just, a very, he's a very sleepy man, and he just wants to get back to Bridget Fonda. I, he gets a robot hand. And it's cool. Uh, this movie's cool. It's fun. Now, Matt, so again, I first see this, the year is 2003, watching it with my sister. Yes. Fresh in our minds is, uh, maybe in theater, no, fresh in our minds, not in theaters, is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yes. Which we are watching to get ready for Return of the King, which is about to come out. Mm Mm-hmm. So many scenes from Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, are (laughs) in Army of Darkness. They are. And we used to joke, we're like, oh my god, Peter Jackson must have watched this. And then I saw Dead Alive, and I'm like, wait, no, but actually, Peter Jackson must have watched this. Yes, he did. stolen so much of it for The Two Towers. The final battle is 100% just the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yes, it is. And it's all Structurally, the... There's a gag in both movies where, in this, it's Bruce Campbell showing Ian Abercrombie as, like, the Merlin guy. Mr. Pitt. He's showing him the um, gunpowder, and the gu- and he holds it up to the flame, and Bruce Campbell quickly moves it back. Mm-hmm. Saruman and Wormtongue do that exact same <laughs> bit in mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings the Two Towers. They do. It's great. There's also... Bruce Campbell does the Xena yell as <laughs> Evil Ash. And I was like, oh yeah, Sam Raimi made Xena. And then I realized this movie's before Xena. Yeah. By two Did did Bruce he Campbell just, invent the Xena yell? He just he just he just cribbed from himself, yeah. So I don't know. This movie is I have two of the smallest complaints any man has ever had. Oh. First complaint. The evil Ash makeup is extremely cool, but I do not think it's effective because that character does not read as Bruce Campbell to the point where I forget they are both played by Bruce Campbell every time I watch this movie. I always forget. Like, it just seems like a different guy. Yeah. Like, that's evil Ash. Like, that's... Yeah. Um, The other one is just that... The there are three main cuts of this movie. Also, wait, real great, uh, real yeah. great. How is it that they use the words from uh, "Day the Earth Stood Still" that as like good. that is pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Go on. The three yeah. cuts. I so stick theatrical. There's three cuts. There's theatrical, the director's cut, and the international. And the theatrical cut, I think, is the best. It's the one that I watch. Same, but. It would be perfect if it had the mini Ash sequence in its full length from the director's cut. Agreed. I think both the I think the director's cut. There are a couple of alternate lines that aren't as good. The ending is, I don't know, maybe more Evil Daddy, but the 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 reshot ending is just so fun. Mm-hmm. And then the final battle, I think, loses its rhythm in the director's cut because you have. King Henry the Red. It has been so long since I've seen this version. So, in the theatrical version, King Henry comes and turns the tide of the battle immediately before Ash versus Evil Ash as their one-on-one fight. In the director's cut, it's Ash versus Evil Ash and everything is at its darkest. 
Ash kills and defeats evil Ash. And then everybody's still freaking out that all the skeletons are attacking. And then Henry the Red comes in. Oh, okay. But, like, I don't know. To me, once you have the lift of evil Ash being destroyed... It should be better. The battle's over. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a second moment after that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that I just I think the rhythm of the uh, the theatrical cut is just a little better in that term. I totally agree. But that's a yeah. This fucking this movie is great. It's you've fun. You've seen it. If again, you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Army of Darkness. You you've don't seen need Army me to tell you it's great. Yeah, it's. But there's then so you, many funny lines. But then you went on a side quest, didn't you? I did. So uh, I, so you watched uh you did you finish it so i finished the first two seasons and got a little bit into the third season okay. of ash versus the evil dead okay which, i have a weird history with this show uh i will tell you in a minute but you go on with what you have discovered so i started watching it i tried watching it when it first hit netflix so like I don't know, it was like 2016 it was a because, long time ago because who has stars honestly Oh, actually, I'm lying. No, I watched it when it was still on Stars. I signed up for a month long, like a <laughs> trial, and tried to watch the entire first season. Oh wow! But my trial ran out. Oh, and I still had, I think, the finale to watch. Oh no! And then I just never got back around to it. And Ash vs. the Evil Dead is really fucking good. Like the first season, I don't that they. It takes uh, some time to build. I, I I don't think it's very yeah, yeah. good until the two part climax where they return to the cabin. Oh, cool! And there's just a lot. It plays with the iconography. Ash's hand grows into another hash. <laughs> um, but then season two is just top to bottom fantastic. They're constantly coming up with. Season one, I think one of my problems was it was it's just a little repetitive. Every episode was essentially like, here's a deadite, here's two deadites. And then it just, you know, kind of moves on like yeah. that. Season two, they're constantly coming up with new ideas. There's a two-parter that is essentially Christine with the Delta 88 ultimate. Oh man, that's cool. And it like shoots flames out the bottom of it, and the Hell headlights yeah. are angry looking. <laughs> Nice. And it's so fucking good. That, that's been my favorite part of the, probably the whole show. But um, the season two finale is them going back in time to 1981 and returning uh, to the cabin uh, so they can uh, hide the cool. book before they see it. Ha, that's awesome. There's just, it's really fun and really exciting. And I've heard a lot of good things about this. I've seen, the, I've seen half of the first season. At the time, I thought I didn't want any Evil Dead that was not directed by Sam Raimi, but honestly, Ash vs. the Evil Dead has completely lived up to... I, it's it's great. It's a really fun time. Highly recommend. See, the way I was in- introduced to this show, very excited to see it. Uh, so excited that uh, we were all at New York City Comic Con years and years ago, and they had an off-site panel for Ash vs. Evil Dead. The show wasn't even out yet. Uh, it was going to be a panel hosted by Kevin Smith with uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell in attendance, just, you know, sitting there talking about the show. And we get to the Hammerstein Ballroom, where this panel was, packed house, like, 
packed. There's no seats left. People were like standing in the aisles. And so they're like, you know, Kevin Smith is asking questions. He's like, oh man, I love Evil Dead. I can't wait to watch this show. And uh, Bruce Campbell basically cuts everyone off. He goes, this is really boring, isn't it, folks? Uh, wouldn't you like to just watch it instead? So they premiered the first episode to a packed house. And everyone went buck wild. It was so much fun. I I still have my foam uh, chainsaw hand that they handed out that day. It is just so much fun. Matt, that, you, that was a great time. Do you know what's wild? What? I was at that comic convention. Are you kidding me? I that was the one year I went to New York Comic Con. Oh While wow! You were in the Ash versus Evil Dead can, um, hall. I was seeing Vin Diesel in The Last Witch Hunter. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> Which, God, God bless, because it was like... That's fantastic. That oh morning, my God. You, know, you have to line up for the panels. Yeah. I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, I gotta get in to see Vin. And the other panels that day were like the X-Files revival, like a Firefly reunion, and I remember the those, Ash yeah. vs. Evil Dead panel. And so, like, the Vin Diesel line was... By far the fucking shortest. Oh yeah, no one, one cared about there. the last yeah, yeah. witch hunter, but but no, that was that was a great panel too. That that was just so much fun. Where Bruce is just like, let's stop talking and let's just watch it. All right, yeah, <laughs> good. But times. um, highly recommend watching it. It's leaving Netflix uh, tomorrow, so I, I watch know. it now. In the past, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be on something. I don't know. Go. Go buy stars. If you try and cancel, they'll give it to you for like a dollar fifty a month. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> desperate because it's stars. No one yeah. has stars. Uh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, to I'm gonna come out and say it. One of my favorite remakes. I adore Fetty Alvarez's 2013 Evil Dead movie. Uh, I've said it since it came out, and I'll say it again. This is a delightful blood carnival of a movie. Uh, so much gore. This is one of those movies where we saw it opening night, and it's one of those movies where you feel like you shouldn't be seeing these things. Like, <laughs> like did, who? How did this not get an NC-17? Like, this is, like, one of the most graphic, gross, disgusting horror movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's It's always creeped me out. But this last time, I picked up on a really fun through line of this movie, and it made me enjoy it about ten times more. Uh, it's the fact that... Okay, the story... Uh, what's the story of this one, Jacob? You, you do the story. <laughs> I mean, the story is Evil Dead, um, except they are there this time because Jane Levy playing Mia, I think? Yes. She is a she is trying to quit using heroin. And so her friends are essentially having like an intervention weekend where yes. they're going to watch after her in the cabin and it's kind of an excuse to, you know, when she starts acting weird, they can be like, "Nah, it's just heroin withdrawal." Yeah, and she's just it, she's just got the shakes. And then at the end of the movie, she has to literally fight her inner demon as she faces off against a deadite who looks like her. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Uh, that, the that's thing, a great sequence. I, the thing uh, I picked up on this time is the guy with glasses, Eric. The guy who reads the guy, from the book. The guy who reads from it all. It starts it all. 
gets comically owned throughout this movie by the Deadites. Like, they torture the shit out of him. He gets shot up with nails. He gets set on fire. He gets a hypodermic needle to the eye. Like, they just torture this guy and every time he gets attacked i cackle with laughter because you know what you deserve it buddy you made this happen you everyone was like don't read from that book don't do it it's bad and you did it anyway because you're a jerk and you had this coming uh this movie, I love it. I love all the characters. I love the fake out they do where like the brother is dressed like Ash, so you're like, oh well, he's the new Ash. Like that's what that's what you're doing. Uh but no, you're not. You're you're dealing with this 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 awesome character in Mia that just like goes to hell and back. She's so good. She is fucking amazing in this movie. Uh and and then her friends just start butchering themselves and it's 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 so gruesome when that girl like cuts her own face open with with broken glass. It's it's cringe inducing. It's it's just so gross. And I then like when, the arm that's hanging by a thread. Yes, a after moment. after the girl starts carving the turkey, she carves her arm with the turkey carver and it's it's fucking gross and awesome and there's just so much blood and guts and goop in this movie uh i love the little little part of like the movie where anytime something bad about to happen a cthulhu siren goes off it's it's like oh there's that's the bad siren things are gonna go down and then they do go down and then we get to that phenomenal final 20 minutes where Holy crap, Jacob. I wish I was good at video editing like you are, because I would edit Slayer's Raining Blood over that final sequence, because it's perfect. And, and there's just so much blood in this movie. So much blood. It literally rains blood, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I love that moment. I... Oh, my goodness. Genius level stuff at that finale it is just so intense and fun and i love this movie so much it's just it it really gets me going jacob it's i fun i love about 45 minutes of this movie oh man i'm in it all the way i just, the, just gimme 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 it takes about 45 minutes for deadites to start showing up and give me more mia mia's I great more, i want more mia and so, we'll talk about that later. My 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 I guess my issues are it takes a really long time to actually get going. Um before we have our actual deadites. And the emotionally sincere stuff is not like good enough for me to like care about it. Oh, it works the way for me that, totally. Like, Evil Dead Rise, I think, we'll talk about later. I think nails its human drama better than this does the and i love when the deadites show up i love that they do the self-mutilation stuff but and they really kind, do that's the kind of all they do <laughs> it's like they show up they mutilate themselves they attack somebody maybe a little bit but this movie doesn't have the same sense of surreal that the original one does or the same intensity i don't think because this movie takes long breaks in between deadite sequences in between the deadite sequences and the climax where oh i'm gonna bury mia and i have to bring her back to life and love that sequence i mean it's it's Ugh. it's fine but it's so good 
the first Evil Dead is like, quote, a grueling night of extreme terror. And this is moments of terror punctuate that are really well done and really punctuated. And then just kind of moseying and waiting until the next set piece. Oh, man, this whole thing works for me. It's just I, everything hits. If the blood rain had started with like 30 minutes left in the movie instead of 15, I'd be more into this. I feel like Jane Levy... And I, I think my other problem is Jane Levy is really the only actor making a real impression for me. Glasses, blonde guy, he has a great look, so maybe he makes an impression, but like everybody Glasses, blonde of, guy. <laughs> I mean, like, that's just me, essentially. Um, but like Jane Levy has to do double duty of being the final girl and the main villain, and she yeah. does a great job at both. But no, she's like, great at both. And I, I like the the one who's like the nurse that's hanging out with them. That's their friend. Yeah. I liked I just, her I like her here. I like her in Cloverfield. I think she's very good. I guess I, I just wanted a, maybe my expectations were too high and you know part of it is Sam Raimi and the Evil Dead franchise is so important to me and is so I think singularly great that if you are not a five-star film I have a hard time accepting you as a part of the franchise. See, I'm all fine with it because it has, it's, it's Raimi and Campbell, like behind the scenes, like they knew what was going on. They, they like did everything. And like, they 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 say it in like, they say it in like the, the behind the, in the behind the scenes documentary where like Bruce was the one who never really wanted this to be remade. Yeah. Uh, because he's like, cause then who's, who are you going to get for Ash? Like you can't, He's like, I want to be Ash. Like, yeah. eventually, he did get to play Ash, and Ash was the Evil Dead. But then, when they pitched it as, "How about we do this? How about we have this different main character who's like good and evil?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, do that. That's a good idea." I just, I, I love how it's not a note for note remake. I see. I I really like when it goes off and does its own thing, which again is the blood rain, the abomination as like a new creature. I, it's so I, gross. I I think that's that's nice and cool. I just wish there was more new ideas because I think they cut out a lot of the original ideas. Which which version did you watch? Did you I watch? watched the unrated. Yeah. Okay. Good. You watched the the fun Blood Carnival version. Yeah. Yes. But like, there's no surreal moments the way that there are in the original. You know, there's no the everything is very grounded in a yeah. way that the original isn't, and I think that that loses me some they you know they're reading from the book and now there's like rules and it's like oh you there it takes five souls to release the abomination i love it oh to cure somebody you have to do this and this and this love it it's all prophecy i i I don't like that shit and i love love the opening I, i that opening makes me laugh so much i love that girl who's like what are you doing what are you doing that's right i killed your wife i'm like what the fuck <laughs> i genuinely so thought good. i had put the wrong movie on <laughs> it's I'll, so good I, oh, i'm just trying to save you baby i'm gonna kill you what the fuck <laughs> that line is great uh when <laughs> when she's down in the cellar <laughs> and she's like they come down here let me suck your cock pretty boy <laughs> It's so funny. God, this movie's good. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just, it, it feels like the last gasp of the 2010s remake craze. 
Well, it kind of knocked all those out of the water. So it, it, it really like it, it was the end of that, and that's just a it's a horror trend. It's a nice that topper. is my least favorite horror trend. So you know, this is the best of a bad bunch, and I I would I I am positive towards it, but like again, when I put it next to the evil, like if you're remaking the Evil Dead, you gotta fucking for me it's like you got to be better than it or else what's the point nah for me you just need a lot of gross ass gore and i got it and there's a lot of great gross moments though like i said Uh, a 45 minute edit down i would fucking love i i love this movie it's probably my third favorite in the entire series (laughs) wow man yeah it's Uh, fun uh now we get to the brand new one the one that just came out about was that two weeks ago yeah last week Evil Dead High Rise. The, not That's, the title. <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. Uh, this movie had me cackling the entire time, Jacob. Uh, this is the story of a, a family. Uh, the, the sister of the, the mother comes to town because she needs help. And things are not what they used to be. Uh, they're in a high rise in uh, Los Angeles. And things don't go well. Uh, when someone finds a book. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, apparently one of a few books of the dead, which is a nice little story touch that they put, and I'll get to that theory at the end. Uh, but I really like this cast. This I, is I a great cast. I... Alyssa Sutherland as the mother is just wonderful. Uh, she, I hope she explodes after this, mm-hmm. uh, I really like Lily Sullivan in the lead as Beth. She's great. I love her. Uh, I love the the two kids, the, the three kids. Uh, they're they're great. Uh, this movie is just it's it's fun. This movie it, it has a lot of cool gore effects. Uh, I love the new addition where like when you're infected by the deadites, you just vomit cum. Like for some <laughs> reason, like it's like the most disgusting. Thing in the world, it's just and it goes everywhere, and it's just ugh, oh my god, uh, it's great. I love it. This movie is fun. I mean, it's my least favorite in the whole series, uh, but that's fine because I got some Evil Dead goodness. I got some inventive shots. Uh, there's like a five minute sequence seen through a peephole that is really really cool and kind of just like blew my mind but we're back to split diopters and dutch angles and it's gorgeous and it has uh gorgeous it ah, yes it has that uh it has a lot of blood it has a final boss that while cool Ah, i love that fucking while cool is really my only issue with the movie really uh because it's been done uh, and that's fine. It what is, are, the, it is the same final boss from Color Out of Space. Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, it, it's a conjoined family monstrosity, and it's based. It's in Color Out of Space. It's Nicolas Cage's wife and son, I believe. And in this, it's the mom and the two kids. So. I. That was honestly my favorite part of the movie because it was the one time the movie is doing something like truly new and adding I mean, it's fun to i the mean it's, it's very much a resident evil boss but i dig it yeah uh it's fun 
I, I like it. I like society the society energy. I I love that uh, DJ Sequest is the one who causes all the horror by you know playing the records and <laughs> reading from the. Sorry, folks. The kid looks like Jonathan Brandis, and I can't get it out of my head. I won't get it out of my head. Uh, it's funny th- to reference Sequest, considering Ted Raimi was. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So DJ Sequest. Play, and I also like that addition to the Evil Dead, the fact that, like, there's ancient, there's, like, hundred-year-old recordings on, like, vinyl or acetate or whatever the <laughs> hell you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, which also gives us a cool little uh, Bruce Campbell cameo. That's nice. Little audio cameo. I like that. Uh, this movie's good. I like yeah. it. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's brand new, so I also don't want to go into a lot of spoilers. Uh, but it's it's fun. It is a lot of gore. It's just it's a good time, and I'm so glad that it's doing well because it means we won't have to wait another ten years for another Evil Dead movie. I I like this movie a lot. I, I really enjoyed myself again. I think I would have enjoyed myself more had it just. My thing is always. Rip off, don't remake. Rip off, don't sequelize. If this had not been called Evil Dead Rise and was just called, like, This Mother's a Fucker, I I think I would have liked it a little bit more just because of the crushing weight of expectation because, like, there's a lot of good, fun gags in this, but, like, I look at it and then I look at Evil Dead 2 and I'm just like, Evil Dead, like, the movie 40 years ago did so much more with less why you have no excuse like but did that movie have a cheese grater the cheese grater is very, great i want oh, moments like the cheese i grater. can't believe it's taken this long for a horror movie to have a cheese grater sequence like see, it's it's something you see in your kitchen all the time and you know it's dangerous and you know it could be used as an implement of death <laughs> And here it is. This movie has a lot of great gross-out effects. Uh, when the daughter is, like... There's a scene where the daughter's eating glass. Yeah. It, it's just oh, like... Cool. It's just like, oh, ooh, you're doing that. I mean... I oh, and I've said be- this I've said this before, but i got to give a big shout-out to the row of moms behind me who decided on their girls' night out to go see the movie where the mom goes crazy and kills her family. Um... <laughs> Uh, they were talking nonstop before the movie, and I think the only thing I heard them say th- uh, was maybe in the first five minutes where one woman goes, do you want a nacho? <laughs> After that, they shut up. They didn't say peep. All I heard was, <laughs> I, heard I really like that this movie brings back the concept from the first Evil Dead where Yes, there is a main character. Like, it's kind of clear that Lily's going to be around till the yes. end. But, like... You don't know who else this, will. You, you, you think, well, they're probably not going to kill off all the kids, right? Yes, yes, and, but they, they do it. And then they, they instantly possess the kid who you're like... Who is positioned as what I would think is the main kid mm-hmm. of the three kids. Yeah, and then they just go for it. They go for it, and this is one of the reasons I love this movie. is another is why I love the Blob eighty eight so much. It breaks the rules. Like I, you're not supposed to kill kids. 
And guess what? This movie said, fuck them kids. I would have bumped this movie at least a half star if it was mean enough to decapitate the little girl at the end (laughs) when they're coming at her with the chainsaw. Evil, Jacob. Evil. I don't know. It's just like, you know, you watch this and again, you just think, okay, well, this cute little eight-year-old or whatever is immune. She's going to make it to the end. And I think if they had had the guts to be like, no, we're going to decapitate her. I I would have liked that. And I know Twitter is blowing up over it, but as well they should this time. Uh, all-timer title card reveal? It's great. Um, uh, I was... I shouted. I, I cheered when, when that popped. Like, the, when, I, when I say I was hooting and hollering throughout this entire movie, ask Carlo. <laughs> I literally was cackling this entire movie, Jacob. Like, I was so into it. I was having such a good time. And I wasn't the only one in the theater. Like, people were howling at this movie. I was I was a little annoyed at most of the callbacks. I just, I find those things grating. The, like, people saying, dead by dawn, or... I flipped my shit. I, there are a few I other references loved it where so you're supposed much. to just, like, point at the screen and go, like, I know that. But, like, loved the one, the one thing it. I did like is that the one thing that is playing with Evil Dead as a concept was the opening shot of the movie where Very good you shot. think you are seeing the force, uh, the evil yes. force, as you, it winds through a river and the opening titles are coming with it. And it turns out that it's just somebody flying a drone. It's so good. That is very playful and very fun. I love that. That's such a funny way to open this movie. Oh, man, when that girl gets scalped, it's so nasty. The the opening sequence I think is really cool. Love it. It made me almost wish this movie was an anthology where it was just like here's three three locations that all the new characters, new horror, new everything. Uh but yeah, um the the books, as I was saying before. This is how it happens. We need a team up movie, Jacob. Oh yeah, I mean uh, they eat, uh, Ash, Mia, and Beth have all come in contact with different books of the dead because as we saw in Army of Darkness there are three books yep and the, this that's how it happens uh, we don't need two movies we don't need we need anything like that we just need uh, the basic premise is Ash and Mia have been palling around for a while taking out deadites and she's fighting back her urges to you know go crazy again and they come across Beth and and the little girl and they all team up and they're like you know we're gonna have a big old fashioned fuck them up and just like, just take them all out I need it Jacob I need another one it would it would be cool and it has to I mean this movie's making bank it is I, Bruce well has deserved. said that he is well deserved from the role unless Raimi directs it but... I don't think that's true <laughs> it's Bruce Campbell yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's Bruce Campbell. Come on. Um, just to touch on a few final things. Um, you know, one of the almost got maids was Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, which I just want to be honest, would have been a bad idea. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Want, for it would have been movie. fun. I think it would have been fun. I Ash. I don't think Ash is. No offense to Bruce. He doesn't have the cultural weight the other two do. 
I don't think people would have responded to that. Like regular audiences would have been like, oh yeah, Ash, I know who that is. You know, he's not a household name the way Freddie and Jason are. He should be. He should be. I, I agree. But also, you know, they talk about like the reason they didn't do it is that they wouldn't have any creative control over what happens with Freddy or Jason. That's true, yeah. And, like, you can't do the, oh, they both win ending of Freddy versus Jason (laughs) when one of your characters is a good guy. Yeah, no, Ash would have to win. Like, it's not Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. It's Ash versus Freddy and Jason. Yeah, he's just taking them on. But, um... And one last, um movie i'm gonna recommend is an unofficial evil dead knockoff oh which i again i i think more things should be this i i think evil dead rise again would have been really good if it just wasn't called evil dead like i don't know there didn't really even seem like a reason it needed to be called evil dead because it's an evil dead movie is it (laughs) it is it's got the Book of the Dead. It's got Deadites. It's got an evil book and evil possessed people. But the uh, the movie that I wanted to recommend to everybody is Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. It is a sure. 1995 Japanese shot on video 62-minute movie. It's on Tubi and Shudder, apparently. And... It's got the same lo-fi energy of the first Evil Dead. It rips off a number of sequences from the Evil Dead just directly, but then comes up with a bunch of just new ideas on its own, and it's very fun, and it has that kind of exact ratio of creativity to crumminess you'd want out of this sort of thing. So I I highly recommend it. It's... uh, has an even smaller budget than the first Evil Dead, but it, it shifts into Gonzo mode more often than either of these big budget ones do. And so I, I really want to recommend people seek out Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. And I recommend Drag Me to Hell. Oh, gotta watch because because that is a that is a fun fun horror movie from Sam Raimi that takes a lot of the the gallows humor of Evil Dead and pushes it to the apex. <laughs> <laughs> It has um, a screaming goat, Jacob. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything else you want to tap on, Matt? Uh, no. The series rules. It's it's great. It's fun times. Fun times at the movies. Go see Evil Dead Rise. Hopefully it's still playing. And if not, go rent it on iTunes. It's 100% still playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt, I just saw your Evil Dead review on Letterboxd and it makes me laugh. Which one? I just wouldn't open the book that was in a garbage bag wrapped in barbed wire. I'm just I, built different. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Jacob. Why would he open that? It clearly is not meant to be opened. It's clearly trash. Dangerous trash that you should not be opening. He he deserved everything that happened to him in that movie. Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, they... <laughs> I'm so glad that that movie punishes that character for opening and reading the book. I do like that he does try and turn off the record instantly, but it's possessed and won't let him. Yeah, well, that's guess a, that's what? That's a good moment. He shouldn't have hit play, jerk. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's the Evil Dead. 
But where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at Jacob underscore Denoble on Twitter and Letterboxd and at, J- at denoble.com.com, which is my website. And uh, how about you, Matt? Where can the good people find you? You can find me literally everywhere at the real Matt C. Uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, whatever the hell you want to find me at. And um, yeah. Thanks for everyone who came out to the Nighthawk the other day to watch me introduce Super Mario Brothers. That was a lot of fun. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad it went well. <laughs> um, and just so everyone knows, I'm going to be meeting Sam Raimi in a m- little over a month, and I'm very excited. So tweet me your questions for Sam Raimi. I want to ask yes. him why he made a cameo in the Flintstones that you can't actually see. <laughs> <laughs> He's just stopping by set, man. Just I, fun. I guess. I just it's just, just such a weird moment. Just just having fun. Just having fun. Uh, uh so, yeah. until, until next time, everybody, don't read from the Necronomicon, no matter how much you want to. And stay spooky. Necronomicon Incantations raise the demons from their graves My friends have gone insane Possessed in soul and brain It's clear they can't be saved I hope they understand Why I have a chainsaw hand And it's warming up to slice